Uh, we're back, and uh, State Senator Jim Gorney represents District 5. He's been right on top of this, like so many others, uh, regarding this uh, debacle of power. And I'm talking PSEG here, folks. Uh, also, by the way, good stuff regarding the co-sponsorship of legislation that uh, we spoke about earlier regarding the uh, real estate stuff. If we have time, we'll get into that for a second. But always a welcomed addition. Senator, hope you're doing well during tough times. Jay, how are you? Well, you know, we we have a lot of people that are really uh, hurting this morning and uh, so many people that are still out of power, uh, particularly seniors and folks who have uh, medical issues that uh, need power for oxygen and uh, other issues. And it's just a disgrace. Without question, and it takes uh, this type of uh, situation to uh, to shed a lot of light on it, no pun intended. But with that being said, what has gone awry here for PSEG Long Island? They took over after Sandy, what was it, 2014? Haven't really been truly tested yet. We thought they had all their ducks in the row, cutting down the limbs and taking care of branches and clearing the way. From the power lines, a lot of money invested, the outage maps. We're going to do a meter transformation. We are pretty much changing it all as far as Long Island residents. But lo and behold, we have a tropical storm in play last week, Asais, and the exposure, the ineptitude comes into play. Why? That's the question. Why did this happen? You know, look, this was a powerful storm. It wasn't as strong as Superstorm Sandy. It was not a hurricane. And my concern is uh, we're likely to get something perhaps even worse, and it it may be real soon. Uh, And, look, we know it's going to take a while to get everybody up and running. The issue here is communication. There was a total failure for them to communicate with the public, with elected officials. Everything crashed. And... And that was in the beginning, and it continued, and it continued. And even yesterday, I was in my office, on the phone, trying to contact them to try to get some information for constituents about when their power might be on. We were getting some information. We don't know when it's going to be on. We were getting information. Oh, they already have their power, when they clearly did not. So there was an abject failure in communications. And, and Jay, as you know... I used to be the chair of the Suffolk County Water Authority. I had a little bit of experience in running utilities. Your communication system for a public utility, for any utility, has to be something that is foolproof. There has to be redundancy on top of redundancy. It almost has to be like you're running air traffic controllers or even NASA. There cannot be any issues because these are matters of life and death. And they totally failed. And the latest numbers, Senator Gorin, I'm getting 46,000, mainly in Nassau, your neck of the woods without power. It's interesting. It was around 30,000 yesterday uh, that lacked in the afternoon. Uh, Now we're up to 46,000. You know, I tell you, it's tough to take. And uh, and on top of that, you know, we kind of have a little bit of a mini heat wave coming into play. That does not help the deal. So uh, you can see kind of a rise, uh, a rise in these numbers here. That's that's not good. Uh, you know the the biggest thing for me, and we had the president on Icorn Friday. You can't tell me you're having power on for all on Saturday night 
Sunday comes, Monday comes. We're four, almost 50,000 here. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that you're having everybody on, and meanwhile, the numbers are going up. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I'm sorry. Unacceptable. Go ahead. No, absolutely. It's, it's Again, it is an absolute disgrace. You know, I was out, uh, went to one complex in Woodbury, uh, with about 215 units, and it's for folks who are 62 and over. There were people on the second floor uh, who, who need electricity to get up and down with chairlifts. They were trapped. There were other people uh, who needed oxygen. There was one woman, unfortunately, had to be taken to the hospital. Uh, and they're supposed to be on this critical care list, a list that PSE&G has to make sure that uh, people who have medical issues and require electricity are going to get a priority. They were literally told by PSC&G representatives, and this you know, was throughout the week, you know what, do you have a friend or a relative that you can stay with who might have power? And if not, then just call 911 and go to the hospital. I mean, I don't even know why we have this list if they're totally ignoring it. Well, no question. State Senator Jim Gorn with us represents the 5th District. Senator, I've had him on a million times. You know, the first question, uh, if he comes on this week, number one, he does manage the utilities in this state. He came down hard on National Grid, the gas, the moratorium, and everything else many months ago. I was with him on this. All every lockstep. It, it, to me... He doesn't get a pass here. I'm sorry. If you're managing the state utilities, Governor Cuomo, uh, what do you think? I mean, what do you think the governor's thinking? And should he get a little bit of this as far as the emphasis on this debacle here? What about that aspect? Well, the governor has called for a complete investigation, and uh, we're happy about that. We've also, with my uh, Senate Democratic colleagues, have asked the New York State Attorney General to look into it and uh, so uh, Tish James is going to do that with an investigation. But here's an, here's an issue that is different uh, than Superstorm Sandy. When all of this was reconstituted under the current form with the contract between the Long Island Power Authority and PSE&G, the authority pretty much was taken away from the New York State Public Service Commission to oversee, to find, to make sure that the private utility, PSE&G, the contractor, was doing its job. That power now is with the Long Island Power Authority. The Long Island Power Authority, on a regular basis, is part of administering an oversight on that contract. They are supposed to make sure, among other things, that the storm management plans are regularly updated, including the communication system, and that there are drills and there are tests on a regular basis to make sure it works. I've asked PSE&G when the last time that took place. Nobody is able to give me an answer. So, in effect, the Long Island Power Authority is supposed to be the oversight here. It's totally inadequate. So one of the issues we have to look at uh, is this entire relationship and do there need to be changes made, just like what was done after Superstorm Sandy. Now, listen, I agree. I agree. It does not exempt the governor, though. i got to give him something here, but I, I definitely hear what you're saying. You're 100% accurate there as far as life, without question. Um, let me go to a possibility right now of reimbursement here. I, listen, it's it's not going to solve the issue, 
Uh, but it's something to at least show the customer, the Long Island resident, saying, you know what, we screwed up. Uh, we were not prepared. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to help you out here. Uh, I got to give you a little bit of a stipend here. Not only that, I'm going to give you something regarding loss of supply, loss of food, refrigeration here. Is that out of the realm at this point in time? No. We have to make sure that PSE&G tries to make whole as many people as they can. And you know, especially folks that uh, are suffering because of COVID. There are a lot of people who are still unemployed, uh, who, go, who are going to food banks uh, just just to try to survive, and now they've had to throw out food. So they ha- have to absolutely uh, make sure that uh, people are being reimbursed uh, for, for their lost food and, and, and perhaps for other issues. And here, here's another thing, Jay, going back to, to, to LIPA. Under that power-sharing agreement, PSC&G has the right to request from LIPA funds from a storm reserve fund. That fund, that is money that we as ratepayers pay in addition to our bills to go into a fund so that they have money they can access when there is a major storm. Uh, very specifically, it says that they cannot access any money uh, for any uh, misfeasance or, or problems that they cause during the storm. And that's something that we have to look at very carefully because we want this money to come from PSC&G to reimburse people, but at the same time, we don't want them to be able to access money because of their incompetence because that just means that our rates are going to go up more in the future to continue to fund this reserve fund. Uh, and no question about it. Jim, I'll tell you another thing. You know, and and we were on it years ago, you know, aesthetics, the Hamptons, the Poles, Eastport, other communities were battling, you know, as far as, you know, listen, we don't want the Poles up. We want them buried. You know, what about overall burial of these Poles right now? I mean, you know, quite frankly, we got so many trees in our neck of the woods. You can't cut down every tree possible. You can have inspectors come out. Maybe that has to be implemented as far as town laws to inspect periodically but what about the burying of the of these lines isn't it about time and i get it listen it's a cost to give you the the new meters it's a cost to redevelop the outage maps and everything else but isn't it about time and i threw this at icorn the other day he says it's a cost but it's a cost with everything that they do but isn't it about time we finally say you know what enough is enough let's bury these lines already you know, Jay, we have been talking about this for decades, and you're absolutely right. It has to be done, uh, and there is a big cost. So we are going to have to figure out that cost, but it's something we have to move towards. Uh, there is a lot of discussion now, uh, both in Washington and certainly in New York. We are hoping that we get money from Washington and some sort of a major infrastructure program uh, as we try to uh, move past uh, COVID at some point. That money could be used to, to do exactly that. And, in fact, uh, I was visiting uh, a home of a constituent the other day who had trees with down wires in his swimming pool in the backyard because the lines all run in the backyards of everybody. And the other day, when the crews were going out, 
uh, and these were out of, you know these were out of state crews. Uh, when when the crews were going out to try to fix the problem, they said, "No, there's no problem here because we don't see any poles with wires." Well, that's because they didn't realize the poles were behind the house. And by the way, one thing I want to say, Jay, is the men and women of the crews that are out there, they're working around the clock. Uh, in many cases, they're putting themselves in danger. This isn't about them. They are actually the heroes here trying to help. It's a failure of communication. It's a failure of management trying to give these folks the proper direction. Listen, they are on the front lines, no pun intended. They're doing the job, 16-hour shifts. Uh, We commend them beyond. Uh, God knows where we'd be without them. You know, with 46,000, the latest number, as far as those still without power. Now, before we let you go, give me a minute. Senator, uh, great job uh, with uh, Assemblywoman uh, uh, Kimberly uh, Jean-Pierre. You got this real estate uh, law legislation put into play. We had on Elaine Gross at 7 this morning, signed last week. Finally, uh, we shed light on this, you know, with this investigation from Newsday. Great job for three years. But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this is now put to rest. Uh, the scope is on a lot of these realtors. you got to be careful here or else. Good stuff. Give me a comment on that. You know what? The vast majority of realtors do not do this uh, type of practice, but unfortunately there are some who do. So this is the ultimate hammer that says if you are going to discriminate, if you are going to direct people to certain homes based on the color of their skin, you're going to lose your license. You're going to lose your occupation. Uh, and so it is It is my hope that uh, – it will, uh, you know, it will change significantly what's going on here on Long Island and throughout New York State. Keep up the good work, State Senator James Gorin, Fifth District, ladies and gentlemen. We'll keep on top of this. This whole thing with you know PSEG, the senator is on it, and uh, we await. And we'll have you on again soon for updates and everything else. Can't thank you enough for a few of you. Thank you so much, Jay. Have a good day.